You're listening to an Irreverent Media Podcast. Go to irreverent.fm for more content from our friends. Hello, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Kevin. And, and we're, we're your favorite, favorite aunts. aunts. We finally nailed it. We did it. Okay, we're two best friends who have a lot in common and a lot on our mind. And each week we're going to tell you what is on said minds, pop culture, Christian subculture, everything in between. And also we ask, uh, we answer some questions from listeners, people like you. And like your favorite aunts, we've got lots of opinions and a few drinks in us. Because it's um, it's more fun that way, right? So let's get into <laughs> it. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Aunts. Afternoon, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to another delightful afternoon of fun, well-mannered frivolity with your favorite aunts. I'm Kevin. That's so weird. I was going to say frivolity. I'm Sarah. But were you going to say well-mannered frivolity? There's a difference. My my frivolity is never well mannered. What do you? What kind of frivolity do you get into? It's more. Um, or who are we kidding? I'm always well mannered. My gosh, I can't even yeah, pretend I'm the, that I'm not well mannered. I'm the one who gets into the ill mannered frivolity. You know, that's my. That's mm. usually my gig. So. Ill mannered for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm just having a little hard seltzer over here. So excuse me while I take a sip. I am vaping on. Uh, some CBD, Delta 5 CBD, which is apparently the closest you can get to um, a THC product in a non-legal state for cannabis usage. And basically it's just like, yeah, it's a whole science behind it. But basically like I've been hitting this thing a couple of times a day versus like, you know, having a smoke and this shit hits, man. It feels really, really good. So if you're in a state and you want to check out CBD Delta 5, I would recommend. Hmm. Well, yes, Ashland is a hard seltzer that I'm drinking right now. It's brewed with alkaline water. What does that mean? Alexa, what's alkaline water? Alkaline water's definition is water that's less acidic than regular tap water. This means it is rich in alkalizing compounds, including calcium, silica, Potassium, magnesium, and <laughs> So basically, it's good for my bones. Oh my gosh, guys! I'm drinking really healthy today. Really? <laughs> hold, <laughs> hold on. Please don't die now. The demon. Kevin's dying from his <laughs> advertised item. No, my I'm bones not are strong because I've got calcium. Yeah, don't smoke, kids. <laughs> <laughs> don't well, vape either. Uh, while we're on that, Kevin, mm-hmm. how the hell are you? Well, after that good hit, I'm feeling really good. <coughs> okay. Besides that, so don't cough in everybody's ears because it's disgusting. Um, I have to say that I'm doing pretty well overall, I think. This week has... Good. I feel like I'm finally coming out of like the I said yes to too many things pile. And I'm finally getting through that list. Um, mm-hmm. All the videos for the e-course are done. I'm uploading them to Dropbox, and then I'm done. Uh, uh, Can we just give <coughs> a shout out for that organization that you're doing those videos for? Yeah. We, that was with Convergence, right? Mm-hmm. Convergence is also who we did our online conference with recently. This has been a wonderful find for both of us. Convergence has all kinds of stuff. Whether you're in church leadership or not, they have mm-hmm. a wonderful, just a breadth of 
mm-hmm. breadth. I use the word breadth, a breadth of yeah, um, do. courses and content. Um, so check them out. Yeah. And in a couple months, you'll be able to buy the Bad Theology Kills e-course, which... Oh, <clears throat> I love that. It's 10, 10 modules, and the videos are 15 to 27 minutes each. So it's like substantial material. I talked a lot. But it's also like it's also like little bites. It's like even shorter than a podcast. So that's fantastic. It's like little bites that you could just do. Like say you're just, you know, mm-hmm. you could do that with a class or friends. Why am I advertising this? Other than I'm really excited for you. To I don't know. So you got but, that done. <clears throat> yeah, I got that done. Um, worked out of the gym today. It, it, I think I've just, I feel a lot less stressed out. I've been meditating my usual meditation times. Um, yeah, I think it's been like a really stressful week. Well, no, it hasn't actually. It's been a very, you know, normal week and busy. Yeah, it's been busy. That's a good word for it. However, I have not been stressed because of it. So I'd give myself I'd give myself a solid eight point five out of ten. This week's been really nice. And I'm also just so i st- I'm not I don't mean to brag on us, but I do mean to say that I'm really proud of us for our talks on the online church conference. So it was really fun. Yeah, it was you and I have done like little things together before at Wild Goose, but it was so fun to do like a larger conference. And even though it was online, it was fun to like be able to sit backstage when you were speaking and then to have Mm -hmm. you backstage when I was speaking. It was just fun. Yeah, I thought that was really, really cool. And now that I've seen how Jim has done it, I really think I'm like, okay, I could we could do that for like a little queer conference, too. So. I've got dreams. And also what's really, really cool about online conferences in general, now that we see that people actually do attend them and do get into them, oh, like, gosh, yeah. there's a lot of access and things that we can create and not put out a whole lot of, I don't know. It was just really cool to see how this thing is evolving. And by this I, thing, I mean really like the internet. Realize this last year is it's become a both and right so even like all my worship services are having to be hybrid but also conferences being hybrid right mm-hmm. like i feel like that's a potential in the future that's never it, it always felt like you had to sell a ticket for someone sitting there you know mm-hmm. but in the chair but now it's like both and like people <clears throat> who can't make it there because travel might be like something that they can't afford now they mm-hmm. can still participate and there's still community to be had in the chat section so mm-hmm. i thought it was really neat Especially the way people were like interacting with each other, and then I guess they had coffee hour after everything, and that was, that's probably or really happy hour. God, I hope it was happy. Um, <clears throat> just so you know, Sarah, our friend Scotty Falcon, who's watching us on YouTube right now, says, "As a brewer, alkaline water doesn't make a difference in the in, at the end of the product, and is used mainly as a buzzword. But in beer, specific beers, it can make a difference in yeast flavor profile." So, ooh, Scotty, question: Is this helping my bones? that's what we want to know is this alcohol water going to make get like make sure that you don't go into uh what's what's that calcium deficiency you know have a bone density (laughs) issue when you're uh, a geriatric also if you want to like i am all down for as someone who uh has been drinking a lot of uh, seltzer water more than like beers or wines and i love beers if anyone wants to like give a recommendation for a salsa water I should drink. Because, uh, yeah. you know, watching the calories, but also, like, realizing that, you know, it's not great to drink just beer and wine all the time. Um, so throwing in uh, some seltzer waters. What are ones that you would recommend? Yes, and I'd also like to know that if you are a, a, a beer drinker or, a, or if you're a brewer of some kind, do you want to send us some beer? We Me also and, want to hear that. 
Me and Sarah would also love to test your beer and try it on air. You could sponsor an episode of Your Favorite Ants with your <gasps> beer. So slide into our DMs or send us an email at askyourfavoriteants at gmail.com. We want to drink your alcohol. <laughs> That's true. That's actually mm-hmm. across the board we want to drink your alcohol. True. Now, I feel Sarah. Like it's fair to say. Yes, I would, I would say so. Um, Sarah, I would like to ask how, how the hell are you doing? How are you feeling? How has it been? <laughs> uh, I'm only laughing because this has been for me a week where um, just some really interesting anxiety mm. reactions have happened. And mm-hmm. poor Kevin has had to bear the burden of being my friend who gets the. It wasn't. You I would laughed. not say. I did because I'm just like, oh, Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> and that's my, that's my attitude. So- I um, I think there's a lot just sort of mixed in. Um, one of the things I'll say is that I'm having, like, the neighbor behind me is doing construction and the neighbor on the other side of me is doing construction. So just constant noise around me all the time. And as someone who um, has OCD and ADHD, it's really – I didn't realize what it does to my central nervous system for there to be constant mm-hmm. sound. Uh, Yo, um, same here. Also, same here. Me up, And I don't like it. And I've been a little bit grumpy um, just because of that, but I've also had some really fun things happen during the week. So it's felt a little bit like a roller coaster. And then I was helping to lead a digital conference and mm-hmm. my talk in the morning was pretty early for me because of being on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And so about 6.30 in the morning, <clears throat> I got up. I had intended to get up at six, but I couldn't get out the door till 6.30 and as I was exiting out the door, I realized my internet was down. My internet. Mm-hmm. My internet was the down. The thing that and connects so- <laughs> us during this time of pandemonia. The thing you need to do an online conference. conference. Right. About online online like ministry stuff. So I, I was struggling with that. And then um, something happens where I turn into, I would say, like 10-year-old Sarah, where I panic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my whole body panics. And uh, my brother's an electrical engineer, and I called him, and he was like, Sarah, uh, it sounds to me like it has nothing to do with your mm-hmm. like your actual system, because I turned everything on and turned everything back on. Because that's the thing everyone always gives you <clears> advice <throat> for, right? Yeah, tur- those, like, unplug like, it and tug, tug it, plug it back um, in. Right. Uh, and then that turns into a sermon about everyone needs to unplug. Cl- anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're I, trouble connecting, maybe you need to spiritually reset. Unplug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Girl, and you know I wrote, really. you know I you know I wrote a blog one time called Trouble Connecting question mark. It was about that. Okay. I used Wi-Fi as a metaphor for God. I probably did too. I hate it's myself. Fine. But Anne Lamont wrote a really good thing about it. But anyway, I digress to me panicking on the sidewalk outside there because I'm like I have to go to my church, but my church has horrible sound, and then I have to take all my equipment. And you were just like Sarah, it's gonna be okay. Um, and so I think, and then it was, guys, I came back in, started pick, packing up all my equipment to like record elsewhere. And all of a sudden my internet worked and mm-hmm. I had this, a great time. I had a great time speaking with the speakers that were there. I felt like I really connected to the audience. It was great. But I was, <laughs> I also realized like there are mm-hmm. two people, two different kinds of people in my life. There's my brother who gives me the pragmatic, well, answer and he's, Phenomenal. I love him so much. And he gives me such the like, well, this, this, and this, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Then there's you who goes, let's get into your feels for a minute and laugh a little bit about like Sarah. And you sent me this like gorgeous little text that was like, you're going to do great. And I love you. And it was like, 
letting that go. And I think the the reality is there's been so many like big decisions I had to make this week about my summer as I'm moving away. And I think all of it just adds up. And then like the littlest thing turns into, oh my gosh, like I nearly like, I can't do any of this and flipped everything over. But the truth is, is, no, I can do all Mm. of this. I know it's, it's when we get that, when we, our child self gets overwhelmed and we think Mm -hmm. that we have to take control of a situation and it just, you know, we lose our shit a little bit and that is fine. I had another one of those moments this morning too. I went to the beach with my dog, super relaxed, having such a great day. Um, and then I took a wrong turn coming back and I was recording for, um, the podcast interview with, uh, like, so we do an intro to our podcast, my other podcast that I do called making spaces. So I was like, Josie was waiting on me. Josie doesn't care. Josie Mm -hmm. doesn't care about time. I'm the one who's time crazy. And so I like had this whole like flip out about, um, time and all this sort of stuff, which I had also had two days ago when my friend was going to be a half hour late. And I like was awful to her about time. I was like, no, you don't understand. It was the most ridiculous thing because her and I were going to a soccer game where we got to watch really attractive men play soccer, which for Mm -hmm. me is like, I love soccer. I mean, I love soccer, the the beautiful sport, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were watching the Orange County Football Club and it was so fun and everything worked out great. In fact, we were able to get dollar beers. It was a great night. But the whole Mm -hmm. time I was like, would have been better if we'd been here on time. <laughs> like, I'm turning into this, like, get off your lawn lady. And I realized I started laughing at myself. I told my story to my friend Crystal, and I was like, and then I'm sitting here going, she needs to learn her lesson about being on time. The lesson was we got there and everything worked out. Mm-hmm. The lesson was I got here and everything worked out. The lesson was mm-hmm. I got here today, and although I was grumpy about all the construction, everything worked out. So I think there's someone who needs to learn a lesson, and it's... This girl, Listen, like, let it go. That, that, uh, but the thing is, like, the first step in that is actually recognizing that you're annoyed. Most of the time, we just run around with these, like, energies and feelings and these things running around in the background, presenting right. themselves as stress and anxiety, when really there's an opportunity in that moment to mm-hmm. change my mind about how I'm viewing this or shift my perspective mm-hmm. ever so slightly. That'll lead me back to a peaceful place. And when I'm in a peaceful place, I'm much more likely to be able to see the solution that's usually right in front of me. And see it for reality. Because the reality was, mm-hmm. if we were late to a soccer game and didn't get dollar beers, it was going to be $5 beers. And it's not like we were drinking enough to break our bank account. Like, mm-hmm. it And it's not like those deal. beers either way are great. Dollar beers or no, $5 it beers. Was, <laughs> no, it was still coarse. <laughs> Still coarse, no matter what. Terrible. And her and I always drink really nice craft beers, so we were only drinking oh. them because they were dollar beers, guys. Uh, like, here's my thing. is like, even, it. if it's, even if it's a dollar, even if it's that cheap, I don't want it. Like, give me a, uh, give me a hard seltzer. Give me a tall boy of uh, a fucking, oh, my gosh, the other night. I So, last Sunday, Shaka Khan Hacienda came back to the Eight-Arm Bar. Girl, when I tell you, it was Liddy Titty in the city of Atlanta. She is back. <laughs> she is dancing free. She's got a jock strap on got, and not much else. I got I got a fun call from you in that night. Oh yeah. That was funny. <laughs> um but uh we will take your beer and we will also take your drunk calls. I love a drunk call. Yeah. Um oh my gosh. I maybe, love a drunk text. Maybe like I love those everyone, episodes. send a drunk email to us. We'd read read it. Um <laughs> Yeah, the one thing I was thinking though if was you're just safe, like, make sure you have a driver. Oh yeah, drink at home. Don't email 
somewhere out in public. That's really sad. If you're sending a drunk email, drunk email from home. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, what was it? The reason I brought that up is because I, I the, there was only like two bars at this huge party and the lines were exponentially long. So my ass walked across the street to the liquor store and got myself three tall boys, threw those things back. Three tall boys of White Claw, I might add. <laughs> and I got, I, got, I got white girl wasted on a Sunday afternoon and then danced my ass off. Loved it. Who, who are we becoming? Our best selves, if I'm honest. I am becoming, uh, I just want to be like the youth. I'm going to part my hair down the middle. Oh my God. I also went to the gym today. This might be under grievances, but I went to the gym today and there were these little middle schooler, skinty, minty little boys in there. And I'm like, I'm very happy that they're there. I want them to feel safe. Also, one of them had their nails painted. So it was like, look at you. Little skinty. Yeah. Little skinty, little 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 gaby. And also I'm just like, I want to be your youth pastor. I want to be your friend. But also it's kind of weird because I'm at a gym. I'm going to keep this thought to myself. I just really want all (laughs) queer youth to be happy. That's all I want. Anyways. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about now. Oh. I don't know. It's gone. Okay, well, it'll come back, I hope. So we've decided uh, we're going to break our... We love a three-point sermon. So mm-hmm. we've decided our our podcast is now going to be in three parts. Three-point podcast. Starting with three-point podcast. But first, let's check in with our audience. Does anyone want to fill us in on how they're doing? Yeah. I can't see this stuff this week for some reason. Can anyone uh, yeah. fill us in? How are you guys? Who's here? Yeah, we've Is got here live. We have um, apparently uh, four humans watching live. So if you're watching live, drop us a little comment, say hello, um, and also do us a favor while you're at it. If you could go ahead and share this, share this stream with somebody who might be into this, or have the courage to share some, share this with somebody you know, uh, you don't know. Maybe I don't know. Just share this anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun because we are trying really hard to figure out a a good time for us to do this. And so um, we're so sorry that we just let people know like five minutes before we do it. So no, no, we're no. grateful for the four people who logged no, in. No, we let them for, t- we let them know 24 hours ago, Sarah. Uh, we put it on the That's story. Um, but did. yeah, three part sermon, three part programming. Um, <clears throat> we've got a new pop. With. we got a pop culture segment that we're calling. Did you hear? Did you hear about, did you hear? Did you hear? Sarah, did you hear? Mm-hmm. Did you hear that there's a new royal baby? Megan's but then baby. my question, caveat, is it still a royal baby? <gasps> Technically, no, because apparently like, they didn't want the baby because it was going to be a brown baby. Mm, well, and he's dethroned. Is he dethroned? He's no longer in the lineup, right? I don't think he's dethroned. I just think that he is no longer a official part of the... It's like, you can come to family gatherings, but you're not an official in any capacity whatsoever. Maybe... Megan, if you're listening, Harry, if you're listening, <laughs> call in. We're Wish standing you by. You're literally about 40 minutes from me right now. So if you need someone to watch the baby. Yeah. And also, like, Harry's doing not so bad for himself. He's like, no, I'm going to work. And so he's like, I'm going to produce, produce a podcast with Oprah. I'm going to go. Like, he's doing all right. I'm, I'm proud of him. Me too. Uh, I think it's interesting, too, like, what happens when you step outside of the the boundaries and barriers that your family i think we're watching something that many of us are experiencing on a smaller micro level Mm -hmm. on this huge level right oh yeah like what happens when you say i will no longer walk the walk of my family and i'm going to step outside of that i mean so did you hear there's a new potentially royal baby he was wearing royal blue it he was it a he i couldn't tell you i didn't follow up 
Nah, me neither. And plus, I don't care. Like, I don't care as much about royal family stuff. It's not my jam. <sighs> I know. It's my family jam because we definitely I are want you, British listen, and have the plates. You don't need to um, feel weird about that. A lot of people have a weird thing for the for the queen and the family and whatnot, so... I don't know that I do have a weird thing for that part. I, I It was Diana for me as a kid. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. It was a strong woman who went through difficulty, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was Diana for me as a kid. Also, M says that it was a baby girl. That baby was girl! Do we know the name, M? Um, M, if you know, comment. Or actually, anybody, comment below. Um, also, our friend Rachel Townsend is watching, says that uh, they just applied for a job, and that's on your mind. <gasps> so, sending Yay! Sending you some good vibes your way. I hope good you get exactly what way. you need. Um, I don't have any personal other things like in pop culture uh, or otherwise in, in my book. Um, wow. There's no other <clears throat> Say one more time. I'm just surprised you don't have another pop culture thing for us. I, I think it's because I've had my head in the books this week. I haven't really been paying attention. Um, I know that there's like a couple of I've just been, I've been realizing like how just, uh, what am I trying to say here? I'm recognizing how small the queer world is, even like for Mm. people who are like perceived to have like bigger platforms than me or bigger shows than, than us or whatever. I'm just kind of recognizing that I'm only like two, like we're all two or three degrees separated from great success. And so it's. Or by great success, I mean people who have, like, monetary success and, like, the numbers behind it. But, like, I was talking with my friend Chris Stedman, and he just launched a podcast with iHeartRadio about oh, his... Fun. Yeah, about his friend that he lost. And uh, Chris is uh, an atheist professor and still one of the most incredible humans ever. And uh, No need for still. And is. Yeah, still is. And... You know, he's connected to J.P. Brammer, which is connected to one of my favorite podcasts called Keep It. And I'm like, I just heard Chris's name name dropped. Oh, and also John Park's Ron Paget and John Park's Ramage, uh, who wrote Yes Daddy, who was on my podcast, A Tiny Revolution, a couple weeks ago. I think you also know Jonathan, right? No, other than through your podcast, no. You should know him. He's really cool. He's fun. It sounds like I, I love your description of them. Yeah. Of him. Well, yeah, I think there's, it is interesting. There's this weird, like, just as a funny thing, like this idea of influencers. So I have been getting a lot of like weird DMs from like marketing companies just being like, you're an influencer, which was funny. No, but they've been from hysterical. So the things that gets into me, we've talked about this mm-hmm. before, because it's always like sex toys, cannabis. Guess what the new one is? Male grooming. Manscaped so, called you? Not Manscaped, it's called like, oh, I gotta find out because it was so funny, I could not stop laughing. No, here's the thing, Sarah, is that you can still pass this on. I'll read the advertisements on the show and we could make some, we could, I'm just. This one's called Smooth My Balls. (laughs) I think my friend Emily got the same one advertised to her. Smooth My Balls? Smooth My Balls. What's the product? What does it do? Does it, is it like a, it's a... It smooths their balls. Well, you know what? I'm going to read it. It, it, you can be an ambassador for them. Um, How much are they paying? 
I don't know. The shower buddy everyone needs. Our turf chopper is waterproof. Can <laughs> <laughs> or dry shaves. Turf take it to the chopper. shower. Take it to the sink. Our turf chopper will make your partner wink. <laughs> I wish y'all could see my face right now. I wish the people I listening. I, I wish we people go on YouTube just to do it. Yeah. Because, wow. I want to know who. The turf what? chopper never nip your sack again is the. <laughs> now, let me tell you what. That's Grab real talk right balls there. today. You know, can we just not? I just feel like this is just not. They didn't. Sorry. Anyway. Also, you you, I, like you probably have a lot of. I'm people, an influencer. You're, and also, they know that you have a lot of people with balls in your. I know. Uh, in your so, pool of people you're influencing, apparently. Also. So Dr. Robin and I had this whole conversation because they were saying they're getting all these advertisements for queer stuff and all sort of stuff. I'm like, I get all this stuff for these things what does that say about what they're finding out about my audience what are you looking up in your analytics sarah louisa jane heath nothing about smoothing anyone's balls i'll tell you that much uh, well well maybe it's because like you clicked like um the don't don't give them my information button and so now the algorithm's just like throwing whatever it hopes will stick but I think for these things, what I've been told is they're actually looking at the people who follow you and you don't follow. So those are considered your audience members. So people who follow me apparently would be interested in smoothing their balls. Hey, if you are listening now, please comment below. Are you interested in smoothing your balls? Should we take up a partnership and make some coins <laughs> off of this? Because I'm not, but like, at the, you know, at the end of the day, we're still playing the capitalism game until it dies, you know? Okay, so I would like to start grievances based on that. Can we start our grievances section? So our first section is, did you hear? And our next section is our weekly grievance. This is not a grievances. This is something that I'm very proud of you about. What was a grievance? Grievance. Grievances? Um, caveat. The person who shared this is a wonderful person, amazing speaker, wonderful human. But we were at this conference that was really, again, they had mm -hmm. Kevin start the conference off to set the tone. But all the examples they were using of people were like Steve Jobs, oh, Apple, yeah. or like corporations. And it was like, so, oh. it was so interesting. It's just like, here are some examples of cultures that really were like, when they make a company culture or Allow like- Allow people to fail, like all this sort of stuff. But it was all heteronormative white people. Yes. Which I'm, is fine, except I can yeah. tell you the people I know that were logged on to that and the fact that people, I think Jim's been really intentional about not having heteronormative just white people mm -hmm. part of the conference, like speakers. So it's like, we've got to figure out, one of my grievances is when we don't take the time to ask, have I only had a certain mm -hmm. capitalistic example? Now can I throw in a, another example, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, if your next example so is Pixar... Sorry, I don't mean to drag you, girl, but uh, it was one of those things. Like, it was like that's just another corporation. Like, I love Pixar movies. Like, they have done the world for me, and I'm sure that they do create yeah. a really wonderful culture within their workplace. I mean, the thing is, Chick Fil A could be argued for having a really good corporate environment, and also in store. I worked there myself, and I've just gone there for breakfast. There's listen. I'm a great. I'm a gay who eats Chick Fil A. I don't give a fuck. Like cancel me. I know the only reason I eat there is because you do. I I am not, okay. Here's the thing. It's like I am cancelable for that. Like that's the thing. I own the I fact know. that. And so it's. I just own it, but then I also think like this is again 
Andre Henry told me, oh, I, I don't know if I can say that out loud. I don't know if he would corroborate me saying what he told me in a private conversation. Um, we can just offline talk about it. Offline, yeah. Anyways, it's one of those things when I think about it, and I'm... Uh, it's. I mean, like, if, if the person who's critiquing me about eating Chick-fil-A is still buying from Amazon, honestly, yeah. that's the thing. It's just like you're going... You, you If you want a purity test... The only person I think of who can actually pass the corporate purity test is Miles Markham, who is one of my friends who yeah. will not order from Amazon, who will not eat. Well, he doesn't eat Chick-fil-A. He doesn't eat fast food in general. But like, I was going to say, he does it based on the fitness level. Yeah, based on the... He does not eat any of that. Well, also, he's a vegetarian, so like, based on that, you know. Okay, can we just admit that Miles is a better person than either of us? Oh, I, I don't even have to admit it. That's well known and documented. <laughs> well known and documented. Um, so our grievances are that our friends are better than us. So yeah. So yeah, I just thought as a grievance, just something to throw out there, something that kind of like hit me in a really, I love the way you handled it. I thought your comments in the comment mm-hmm. section, I love the way that people responded to it, but just, yeah, think about who you're always using as examples. That's yes. It. And That's also just like, think about the person you're talking to. Like think about the people you're going to talk to. Like, do you really want to inspire them with another white dude? You know, at least get a woman. You know, like, like <laughs> Stacey Abrams. Right. Stacey Abrams is somebody we can talk about as like someone who's creating really powerful community, empowering community levels of and culture. Mm-hmm. We could talk about um, how Crooked Media is actually getting all of the people who listen to their podcast to volunteer and make a difference politically, organizing them across the the country. That's true. Like, there's like. I can think of 20 billion examples. It's raining outside. My dog is outside. I should let, go, let her in real quick. Pause for the cause. Sorry, everyone. You go let her in. It's okay. And I am going to go. It's okay. I want to start another one. While you go, let your dog in from the rain. Um, friends, the other thing before, actually, because it has to do with the dog. Another thing on our grievance list is this idea of unsolicited parenting. She's advice. fine, everyone. Don't worry. So Kevin's dog... So I'm telling them I'm hopping ahead because of your dog, Mm -hmm. the unsolicited parenting advice. So your puppy was a naughty puppy this morning. She was having your jeans, not just ate them. Like, here's the thing. It's just like, you know, you tear a little something in the side. Okay. Little hole. I'm not gonna be too mad. She ripped off the button for where buttons. She tore up the zipper part. And like, I'm like, wow, these are now supremely unusable. And I hate, like, and also you can't donate that. So, like, what do you do with, like, old denim? Like, I'm probably just going to use it to, um, like, tie up stuff in I my use garden it now. Shops. Yeah, I use it at a shop. It might workshop stuff. Yeah. So that's what I think I'm going to do is just, you know, when I get my garden. And also now that I'm not traveling as much, I can actually maybe start a garden. That'd be fun. Anyways. But all was, the people giving you unsolicited advice on Twitter. Yes, here's the thing. It's like, I know that I can do a better job. Like, it's like the pants were available to her. They were sitting on top of the hamper. I'm not going to fault her because she's just a dog. She doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. It just smells like me. And at the same time, you don't have to tell me to not leave stuff on the floor. I know that. I have owned a dog. And, And like, it's like you assume that, like, it's like, the assumption that I am the idiot, and maybe that's me projecting what I do to other people. <laughs> maybe that's generally it. Because, like, anyways, um, if I wanted your, I, I was just sharing a distressful story. I did not ask for your advice. I need solidarity. 
If I want advice, I'll write into my own show. <laughs> it's also, I, I was just thinking unsolicited parenting advice. I have a dear friend whose child is autistic, and people will always give her parenting advice when she's out. And it's like... For her autistic her, child? Like, yeah, because uh, he doesn't present as autistic. And so mm-hmm. people will tell her all the time, like, you need to, oh, look, you've got a really active little guy. You should. And she's like, I don't want to have to tell every stranger I meet. We're dealing with, like, different rules because my my little guy is autistic. You know? So. If it were me, like. Even if. Yeah. If it were me, like, if I ever become a parent and someone gives me advice, I'd be like, oh, my God. I didn't ask you. <laughs> and that's the face I'm going to make. Uh, it's like, I tell me. Tell me when. I, I, like, did I call into your podcast show to ask your advice? I'm just like, I, I, next I was, I was like, hey, do you have a podcast? Because I would love to ask you some questions and you can answer it on that podcast, but not here. Because you know why? You don't know. What? <laughs> All right. We should do the last one, which is going to be really hard. And I keep skipping over it because it's going to be hard for both of us. Uh, yeah. Um, so we want to say rest in peace and power to our friend Steve Austin, who uh, unfortunately not the wrestler, but the writer. Not yes, not the wrestler. Um, uh, the writer, pastor, friend to many, mental health advocate. Uh, he passed away this past uh, week, and I when I and saw it's okay with, so with the story being told. Uh, one of the things that I. Uh, read from his family was that they want the story to be told that um, he did complete suicide, which is really hard. Uh, but yep. for folks, for the story to be real and for you to go get help. Um, and they said, you know, he wouldn't have wanted it to be a thing of shame. He wouldn't have wanted it to be mm-hmm. hidden. Um, and so they're using the words in the when they're saying things. Um, yeah. Steve. And the reason I said not the wrestler is because in 2016, when Steve and I became friends mm. that was like hi this is Steve Austin not the wrestler <laughs> and I thought that was really cute yeah he was also like one of the first people I connected with on the internet and he was somebody who just like tried extremely hard to love people he was he was going at it he was writing the blog I remember he like he was such an active blogger uh he he was self-publishing books out the wazoo like before like he just he did not care like he wasn't waiting around for people to give him permission he was just going at it because he, he understood. The, I, think he the, I think you were the one of the first podcasts I was ever on as a guest, and, and then Steve, one of Steve's, was the other one. And wait, I was, was you were on, my podcast was one of your first guest spots. Yeah, probably. That is shocking to me. Huh. Wait, when did you start Tiny Revolution? Five shortly years ago. A, yeah, shortly after Wild Goose. Shortly after we met, like the October after we met. So maybe I'd been on a couple, but not not a ton at that point. Interesting, huh? Look at us now. I mean, I've been on, I've been at like on Homebrewed Christianity and like mm. Steve's, um, but he's a friend, and this has been a really hard one, and this has been a hard mm-hmm. year it's and just... a hard season. Steve is yep. thirty eight. <sighs> Fuck me, and he also like I stayed at his house with his kids and his fam. It's like. He booked me for one of my first gigs. Like, he booked me to lead worship at his church and also for me at somebody's bougie-ass backyard. And people showed up. That's the thing. Like, truly, well, truly I incredible. Well, I also had a family member 
I had a family member who was near him, who was going through a lot near him in proximity. And I was able to reach out and he reached out to him and tried to take care of him. So he was someone who like, he did what he, what we wish everyone would do. He was serious about taking care of the individual. Like I just said, Hey, this person needs help and they matter a lot to me. And then he did the work of reaching out to them. So Mm-hmm. Steve Austin, you weren't here long enough, but my God, you did amazing things while you were here. So thank Truly. you. Thank you. We're sorry that work. you could. Sorry that you couldn't stay. We love you so much, and we know that you're still with us because uh, I don't believe that birth is the beginning, and I do not believe that death is the end. Now tomorrow, I'm going to a funeral to of a, a dear friend of mine who mm. is a pastor older than me. Uh, not that it matters. Uh, passed away from cancer. And uh, he built my wine rack. He's the first person to encourage me in wood crafting and uh, made the cross woodworking. He made the cross that I wore on my ordination and he helped me move even though he'd had a stroke years ago when he was quite young. He had had a stroke and so moving for him, he got lost coming to help me move and had so much. So that's my dear friend, Jerry Carter. Mm. So today we say rest in peace, Steve Austin and Mm. Jerry Carter. We are grateful for you. Amen and amen. Let's go on to the third section as we're rounding that time. Rounding the time. This is called uh, Ask Your Favorite Ants or Ask Your Ants. So this is a question from Jack on Instagram asks, what has been the hardest thing to get over during deconstruction for the deconstruction of your faith? I, I think this notion of the Santa Claus, like the Santa Claus God, that if I just got every, if I was nice, if I was good, Mm -hmm. then everything would work out because that felt like a really great balance of like, if I can just be good enough, I'm a three on the Enneagram, mm-hmm. uh, high two wing. So like, if I can just, if I can just be good enough and nice enough, then everything's going to work out in my favor. Everything I pray for will, will show up because mm-hmm. I've been, I've been a good girl. Mm-hmm. I've written a list of things I want. It. I have earned it. And the weird thing is, is when I looked around, that wasn't reality, mm-hmm. obviously, <laughs> like with other people. But I think the painfulness of letting that go was one of the hardest things to deconstruct. Yeah, it's because it's like, it, what the fuck was I working for the whole time? Right. And the truth is, is like people are just good people because people are just good people um, and should just be good people because just be good people. But I think this idea that God is for me doesn't mean or the divine is for me or the universe is for me doesn't mean things in the time exactly as I want it. That was a hard thing to let go of. Um, what do you think about yeah. it now? Like the notion, Gosh, like, you know, I mean, like, you know, this, you know, this, I'm working through that. Like it's a, that's a big work through. Like, I think I'm learning. I think I went the other direction for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that like, you know, God is up there just not even giving a shit. And um, I think <clears throat> this notion that, God could be for me mm-hmm. has been a beautiful reintroduction 
Does that make sense? Just from mm-hmm. what you know of me, like, oh, wow, things are working out when I don't expect them to. So why I'm laughing mm-hmm. is like <laughs> this whole thing that I had with time and all this stuff this week. I was talking to my dear friend, Crystal, and I'm like going off laughing at myself. And I'm like, and then everything just worked out. Like, what the hell is that about? And she's like, I think it's so funny that you're always waiting for the shoe to drop. But the truth is, because of some of the experiences I've had in my past, mm-hmm. I am always waiting for the shoe to drop. And what if I just thought part of the shoe dropping was part of the mm-hmm. part of the reality that the that God yeah. is for me and this is for me? Yeah, it's, it's like this idea of just like I'm allowed to ask for what I want and, I, and then I can surrender my outcomes if I need to. And then it's like... The way that I've been doing it for a while, the way that I've tried to control these situations uh, hasn't worked out for me so far. And so when I do kind of like surrender the process or at least like come back to the moment to realize, okay, what what actually matters here? Um, I don't know. It there's does a really important us. thing that I think there's a really important thing that you control the outcome. Truth, when you were like younger and you'd hear the thing like, God will give you the desires of your hearts, but then told us all the desires our hearts should have. Exactly. Well, not that one. That's not yeah, the one not that one. have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, no, not that one. Um, and then, like that, that, that particular on the naughty list. That particular verse in general, I love to rework it a little bit because, like, uh, it's the. I think there was something about in the Hebrew, which is like you know, what is that? What's the actual verse? It's just like trust in God, and they will give you the desires of their heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Hold on. <sighs> oh my gosh, we are normally so good at this. Uh, on the uh, on the fly, though, I get nervous. Yeah, it's because you're a Methodist. You always cite your sources. It's true. We don't. We are like, look, plagiarism. My friend got in trouble for plagiarism on her ordination papers for plagiarizing, quote unquote, the Bible. Because she didn't cite it. Mm-hmm. That's so stupid. Uh huh. Yep. Um, lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding and... Uh, Which means but, cite your sources. In Methodism, lean not on your own understanding. Cite your sources. Oh, Methodism. my gosh. I'm really ready to become a college professor with you. I think we would... Oh, can you imagine us teaching oh, a, a Can you course? imagine that class? Two what people would, would take it, but they would, they'd be so entertained. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people would take it because we would just talk about... Often, I would say just like how to. I want to. I want to teach a class on how to take care of yourself during ministry. Like that is seriously. I was thinking about this the other day. If I was ever to go back to work in higher education, or in seminary, I would want to teach an entire course just on developing individual spiritual practices, so that you can center yourself and then center your community. That's actually what will transform places. You know. Ugh. I think part of that curriculum would have to also be on like finding community like learning how to find actual community when you're in ministry and like actual friends learning boundaries actual friends not people that you're trying to like make part of your thing like yeah that's been key i think like we had like a lot of classes on like pastoral care on how to take care of the community but not a whole lot on how to take care of the self or how to evaluate what's going on how to find healthy relationships that have nothing to do with your parish Mm. Uh, so if you want advice on seminary, please send us your questions because apparently we have a lot of uh, opinions. Um, opinions, yeah. Uh, I think, what what would you say you miss? What's the hardest thing I had to... Uh, I think, like, I mean, the hard stuff for me is all behind and I've mourned and grieved it all. So I'm kind of, like, racking my brain because, like, in, 
It doesn't even... Okay, she's playing with her toy. She's good. Um, it doesn't even, like, cross my mind anymore, like, what I've lost as much. And, like, when I think about the things I've lost, I, I'm not sad about them anymore because I feel like I've got something much more beautiful, you know? And, and that's like, talk about pride month that's something that kids need to hear yeah so I, I i mean like granted i think the hardest thing for me to let go of was the notion of hell if i'm being honest because that oh. that for me kind of like that's the ultimate achievement right the ultimate achievement is heaven and that's really what i was going for you know live holy so that my it can enter my internal reward eventually bring heaven to earth etc but um i was so it was scary to let go of hell i think because that meant that there was no more punishment and that the world's like the paradox of sacrifice within the world actually does not or the paradigm of sacrifice equals love no longer worked and that meant that it was a it was a big uh cognitive dissonance for me and my ego really wanted to hold on to this idea of punishment so maybe not so i could get punished but so that like the people who have hurt me would eventually get theirs that I, cause like, I really, really wanted, I had a lot well, of vengeance of in my justice. heart. Like, yeah. What does justice look like if someone's not being, I think about that for me, not for me, just who I am. It's not the harm that happens to me, but the harm that happens to other people. I love the idea that they have to pay for it later. Oh my God. Yeah. And the thing is like, they will, if, if I'm, if I'm being honest, it's like, I'm not a big, I mean, like, because, like, sure, there are some people in this life who, like, because of their privilege and power can, like, skirt around responsibility or, like, actually having to answer for what they've done. And still, it's, like, on a spiritual level, like, this is me getting a little metaphysical. On a spiritual level, though, I am richer than they will ever be. Well, and I think about that, too, with when we were talking about the former president one time, someone was talking about how he just kept getting away and getting away and getting away with things. And I thought, is he? Here's someone who can't experience love in the way, like just from an observer, I obviously don't know his life, but just from an observer looking at even how his family interacts with him, how his, how, how the family uh, interacts with each other. With him. Right. Like that to me feels so isolating, so lonely. That feels like hell. Mm-hmm. That it's feels just, like hell. Like I think about like, so that day when everything was falling apart and my, my, my pet's heads were falling off, like everything was falling apart. And I called you and because you are my beloved friend who like, we are really in each other's lives. We know each other because we have an intimacy of honesty and failure and success and all these things. Like we're real friends. Mm-hmm. We were able to like be in that moment together. So it wasn't heavy and hard. Mm-hmm. And I think about like, he doesn't have that. There's no way he has that because he can't be vulnerable to anyone and he can't be honest with anyone. Mm-hmm. And I think it is so worth it to me to have everything be so difficult sometimes because it's real and it's gritty and it's honest. Mm-hmm. And I think that to me feels like hell. This, this idea, everything always never have to connect with people on a real deep level because you don't need people because everything is handed to you. Because I over and over again, all the famous people I know that are doing really well, like stable are people who like recognize that this world is weird that they've been handed but that reality exists outside of it blah 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 and they're not the greatest thing on earth the people who feel like the greatest like feel like they've been constantly told they're great they're great they're great they're the ones who just fall Mm. apart and to me that's hell to be told your god is hell 
If you make a god of anyone who is not, they will die. Like, that's, that's, and like, especially if you've made yourself into a demagogue, like, whew, that's even worse. Because like, you can't, it's very hard to take yourself off of a, uh, uh, it's hard to take yourself off of a, um, a high altar that you put yourself on, you know, which means that you knew you were a false idol the whole time. A very, very simple question. Say what? What's the next simple question? Because we only probably have time for the simple one, not for the super deep one, right? Yeah, we'll take this. We'll take the deep one next week. Also, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you great. Can you hear me okay or no? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. My um, my camera is frozen for some reason. I don't know if it's freezing. I don't know if it's freezing. Oh yeah, you are frozen. Hmm. Let me see if I can reset my camera really quickly. Shouldn't take too long. Which button do I want to push? Do you want to tell me what the question is while you do that? Yes. The question is, how do I tell someone who asked me what I thought about them getting married, and I think that they shouldn't, uh, without sounding like a bitter divorcee? Oh, dear. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a tough one. I like this one. This is the kind of question I came for, to be honest. I know. No, no. It's a good one. It's not a bad one. It's a great question. Um, And I think it should be answered more often because you and I have talked about this. Again, the idea Mm. of like real authentic friendship means we can call each other on our shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And your relationships don't exist in a vacuum. They exist around other people. So other people, you know, people always say, oh, you don't know what's going on in someone else's relationship. And I agree. I agree with that. But I also think there's something to be said about like, what are the closest people to me? Like, if I was dating someone and you were like, he is the worst, Kevin, that would be it. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Not because, like, because you know me sometimes better than I know myself. Um, so my question would be, like, how close are they to that person? Mm-hmm. Like, if they're super close to that person and um, they're asking you to be excited for their wedding, I think it's important for you to be able to say to them, I'm excited for the future that you're imagining, I'm nervous that this isn't the situation that's going to create the future mm-hmm. that you are hoping for. Right. Um, and I would say, like, I mean, here's the thing. Just, like, if you, well, granted, you called yourself a bitter divorcee. So, like, apparently you've got a little bit of trope in you. Like, you, you think yeah. you're a bitter divorcee on some level. So you need to, like, set that aside for a second. This is, like, about your friend. And so, like, if you are already anticipating that he or she, or they, are going to react negatively to you because you are quote-unquote jaded because of your divorce, um, you know, just check your emotions around that. Because if that is the reason you don't want them to get married because you are scared for them, communicate that. Don't say, I think marriage is stupid, or I think that you're making a huge mistake. Tell them why. Tell them why you think they're making a mistake. Tell them... Can I tell you about a moment I had that, like, still, mm-hmm. like, it just popped in my head, but I feel like really relates to this? Right. I was in the South with uh, some friends, and we were walking down the street, and I was with a bunch of guys that are either divorced or about to get divorced. Nice. And my friends who have, my friends who have been dating for a while, um, so he was divorced, she's never been married, but they've been dating for four years. Walking down the street, there's this sweet couple getting married, um, and the divorced guy says, Hey, which one of you guys wants to be the one to warn him that he's making the worst mistake of his life? And I uh, look over at his girlfriend, and her face is devastated. 
And I think, mm. here's the deal. Being a divorce, bitter, let take a moment, process why. If you don't believe in the institution of marriage, fine, but have a reason for not believing it. And not because your marriage was shit, but mm-hmm. because like, hey, like, I think this or this or this. I would say go into that conversation with honesty, right? Like, mm-hmm. I just want to be honest as we step into this conversation together that like, my marriage was difficult and hard. And it may seem to you because of the conversations that we have that I don't believe in marriage. Mm-hmm. And then if you do say the statements of, but here's the reason that I think marriage are great. And I'm worried that that's not why you're getting married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you can do is just be honest with them and say like, cause like if the concern is with the person they're marrying, you should just name your concerns. Like, Hey, they present this behavior and this behavior and this behavior, and it's made you feel bad or not good or, I've seen how you've changed in a negative way because of this and it worries me. And that's all you have to say. And you don't need to say like whether or not you think they should get married. You're just saying like, I see some unhealthy relational patterns between you and your partner. And I don't think they'll go away if you get married. In fact, I know that they will escalate when you get married because that's the nature of relationships. You know, they bring up all of our shit that we don't like. Yeah, that's um, actually the kind of the beauty in it. Like, they help you work through it if they're a healthy space to do so. Like, good yeah. friendships are the same way, right? Like, I think a good relationship is a creative experience, right? You're making something new together. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order to make something new together, you have to, like, work through the crap of the past. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with your camera, but it's quite weird. It's it's not even, I, I don't even, it's not moving on my side, so I just think it's probably not working. Um. <laughs> Which, hooray, you know, Mercury retrograde, here she is, rearing her ugly head. Okay, okay. so my friend Louise also um, hates that I would talk about her on the podcast. So I'll just say this. She had had a really hard day the other day, and I was laughing because I literally said, my friend Kevin says Mercury's in retrograde, and she just looked at me like, who are you these days that you're like, but it's true. Everyone had a really rough day on Thursday, let's be honest. Because, uh, bitch, the solar eclipse. And like, I don't like, I don't because mean bitch, the solar eclipse should Listen. be a t-shirt. Come on. I know you hate my t-shirt ideas, but because bitch, the sh- a solar eclipse would be a really cute t-shirt. That would be, I mean, like only during eclipse season though. But like, it's kind of fun. Like just overall, like to be like a witch. No, it's not. I don't know. I mean, it's your face. I worry. I mean, it's not that it's a bad idea. I just don't know who's going to buy it. That's the thing. Okay. Is, is that. I'm, I'm trying let us know if you would buy this shirt if you would buy the shirt that says bitch the solar eclipse please let us know we would love to make a buck on bitch it because the solar <clears throat> eclipse yeah um but yeah uh so friend who uh is struggling with your friend you just need to be honest with them tell them why you don't like their partner and or why they shouldn't get married and then leave it at that and if also and i would say don't say i wouldn't say don't say why you don't like their partner don't say say what you don't like that partnership brings out Mm-hmm. in the person you love. Yeah. Don't talk yeah, don't talk about the person, like don't attack their character. Always talk about behavior. Right. Always talk about behavior. Behavior. And the thing that they're creating together. Like when you get to together and I'm in another relationship that maybe created more of a like healthy, wonderful space, you can say, Hey, these are the places where I have seen a healthy space. Yeah. Um but yeah, so we are we're at time. We don't wanna take up too much of your time or I know. Um, uh, Sarah, is there anything that you want to promote I do want right to now? say. Oh. 
Hit it. Yeah, I do. I want to promote that you and I are speaking together in a couple of weeks in L.A. for the Wonderfully Made tour. Half the tickets are gone already, y'all. Oh, shoot. Yeah, hurry up and get those (laughs) Um, because my parents need to get into that room. Um, It's going to be really, really great. I'm excited about that. Uh, Also, some more content is going to be going out on my YouTube. Um, Making Spaces podcast, we've got four more episodes um, Mm -hmm. before the end of season three. Um, (laughs) I know, it's crazy. And what else? I think that's it right now. Um, Yeah. What about you? What's some stuff you'd like to share with the world? Um, I would like to say that um, the Big Queer Bible Study, the first e-course I ever made, which covers all of the clobber passages and gay stuff, like how to talk about the Bible and LGBTQ inclusion, it's now just $44. It's available at BigQueerBibleStudy.com. And I would also like to share that I have a bunch of Pride merch that you should go buy because it's very cute. And so cute. We'll probably keep it up through the summer and then, like, you know, let it go during the fall. Um, what else? Um, Wonderfully yeah. Made. Yeah, one, the Wonderfully Made tour is going on at L.A., Portland, Seattle. Minneapolis is going to be going up this weekend. Um, and then I am planning a possible event in Chicago up, and Nashville is getting very close to being finalized. So get your life right, y'all. And I'm also excited because I think in LA we actually might be able to release more tickets. So um, just going to see how that goes. Oh, so fun. So as your favorite aunt, we just want to let you know we're proud of you. Yep. No matter what you've done or left undone. Oh, I love it. And so we want you to make good decisions. I'm really grateful. Uh, Next week, uh, what's the question that we want for folks to think about next week? Um, For next week, I would like you to let me know what is the, what do I need? um, Shit, I don't know. I I wasn't prepared for this moment. Um, uh, You wrote down that you thought maybe we should talk about this idea of cannabis. For next, oh my gosh, yes, I want to talk about cannabis and I want to see if we can get Joy on here to talk about cannabis with us. Wait, who? Joy Alonacoon. <gasps> Joy, yes. I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask her. There's no guarantees, but I am gonna ask her. Um, but I do, I really do want to have a conversation about cannabis usage. I'm as... not a cannabis user. You are a cannabis user, and it's not that I'm against cannabis. I just I. I'm, you're not, I'm new in this. Yeah, you're not a regular recreational user. No. Um, although, like, I smoke a shit ton around you and I never feel judged, so, like, Mm-mm. you know? Doesn't bother me. Yep. So, we're going to talk about that. So, if you have questions about cannabis, cannabis usage, both in the spiritual or you want to talk about the political aspects of it or whatever, please send your questions to askyourfavoriteans at gmail.com or shoot us a DM. Um, you can follow me across the internet at the Kevin Garcia. You can follow me across the internet at Rev Sarah Heath. And until next time, we love you. We do love you. Thank you for coming. Have a great afternoon. Um, happy Friday. And um, that's it. We Make love you. Decisions. Drink some water. We drink, love you. Drink some water. Call your meds. Call your meds. I don't know. Anyways, we love call you. Bye. Mom. Call, call your girlfriend. Mom. It's time you had. I, got, I can't sing all of it because then we'll get docked for... Um, copyright (laughs) bye everyone thank you so much for listening to this episode of your favorite ants if you want to send your questions shoot us an email 
uh, to ask your favorite ants at gmail.com. All submissions will remain anonymous unless you want us to drag somebody in public for you, in which case, I mean, like, spill the tea. <laughs> so send us your questions on relationships, spirituality, politics, deconstruction, etc., etc., all the things. And you can follow me across social media at Rev Sarah Heath. You can follow me across social media at the Kevin Garcia. My website's thekevingarcia.com. Mine's revsarahheath.com. And this has been a podcast that's a part of the Irreverent Media Group. So follow them and all of our great stuff at irreverent.fm. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Make good, Make good choices. I love you. So